I'm just another person on the internet. I'm nothing special. I have nothing to contribute. It's already been done before, so why bother? I don't deserve all the amazing friends that I have. I don't deserve my viewers. And even though I should be grateful, I worry I'm wasting people's time when they watch my stream. I'm just not strong enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't look good enough to be on camera. I'm not helpful. I'm not funny. I'm not entertaining. I'm just not enough. How many times have you had those thoughts about yourself and your stream? I am not alone here. I've felt these things before. I know that you've felt these things before. Every single streamer has felt this before. And it's so difficult whenever you're a streamer because you have to feel these things in front of your community while you're live in front of an audience. Sometimes you're dealing with your own mental health. So today we're actually going to be talking about the mental health journey of streamers and giving you some support if you've ever felt alone or like you're not enough. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Stream Coach Podcast. Now, as you heard in that intro, today we're going to be talking about mental health. And it's really funny that we talk about this now because I posted a tweet a couple of days ago where I asked you all what you were most frustrated with whenever it came to your journey as a content creator. And almost half the responses were people saying that they were upset because they're not enough or they just feel like their content isn't good enough or they're not entertaining, they're not interesting. It all came down to mental health in about half of those responses. And that's pretty wild for a community of people who are supposed to be influential, we're supposed to be the leaders, we're the light, we're the the people that everyone is paying attention to. So why are we feeling this way? And how do we stop feeling this way? And I really think that in order for us to make better content as a community in 2020, a huge part of that relies on our ability to build our own self-esteem, to believe in ourselves, to believe in our content, and to step up one more rung on the ladder so that we can more clearly see the horizon of opportunity and potential that is set out there for us. So in this episode, we're going to be talking to my friend Casey, who works for Heart Support. You're going to hear him introduce himself and talk a little bit about what he does. But he also came out with an ebook recently where he goes into the mental journey of being a streamer. So my ebook is very much strategic. It's logical. It's based in in fact and how I grew, right, my community. But his is about the the feelings and thoughts and emotions that you can go through on this journey. So if you want to check out his book, it's called You Are Not Your Stream. You can find it on Amazon. I hope you enjoy the interview. I'll see you after. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Stream Coach Podcast. Today with me, I have Casey from Heart Support. Casey, do you want to introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Sure. Um my name my name's Casey Screams back on uh, Twitch. I'm one of the dynamic duo of the Heart Support stream and uh, Heart Support is a nonprofit. We started in the music scene talking to people with uh, mental health issues and uh, it's quickly grown into just kind of a a general um, just service and and uh, nonprofit to help people who are creative, people who are um, uh, we basically 
access people through their interests. So if people go to a sport, sporting event, we have um, sporting events to encourage them. If it's music, we have concerts. Um, we do stuff through Twitch. Um, we're opening up into schools and all kinds of things. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we basically talk to people about anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, eating disorders, self-harm, addictions, and everything in between. And we have an anonymous forum where people can open up about whatever's going on in their life and be honest. And, uh, they don't have to give their real name or anything like that. And they can get some support. And so everything's kind of built around that. And, uh, yeah, we stream on Twitch and take topics from the support wall and discuss them. Um, none of us are counselors or anything. We just people who care. And you've talked to a lot of people about these kind of things. And we just, uh, we just want to help and encourage in any way we can. And, um, yeah, so that's that's a little bit about who I am and what, what I do. What's your role in all of that? Um, well, it's kind of one of those small company things. So like everybody does a lot of things. Uh, but my my main job is the um, the videos, video production, um, as well as like half of the stream work. Basically, Dan is pretty much focused on the uh, Twitch side of things, and I help him as well as do the videos. And so we're, yeah, that's my role. A little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, it kind, it kind of is. Like I designed like a lot of the merch on the store and, you know, like all these kind of things that if it were a bigger organization, there'd probably be one person on each task, you know, but here yeah. we are. So today we're going to talk about your book that just came out, which is called You Are Not Your Stream. It just released yeah. today, January 10th. Uh, for those of you listening to the podcast, this is coming up a week after it's actually been released. So go and check it out on Amazon if you haven't seen it already. Uh, this book essentially is a, a walkthrough of what the journey is like being a content creator, specifically a streamer, kind of what yeah. the the unique experiences are like being a person who wants to see success, wants to grow their community, grow their viewership. And mm -hmm. I, I said before we started this interview, I mean, streaming is really a beast like no other. It's not like YouTube or any other social media in the sense that you're dealing with all of these thoughts and feelings, and some of them can be really debilitating, and you're doing it live while you're in front of yeah. an audience, which is directly tied to your success, which is often the thing that you're worrying the most about. Um, so first off, let's talk about something that I thought was really important from the book, uh, which you actually quoted Simon Sinek from his his TED talk in there, mm -hmm. which was so good. And the direct yeah. quote from this is, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. If you talk yeah. about what you believe, you'll attract those who believe what you believe. So it really hits on beliefs and how important they are and, and how important it is to have a deeper reason behind what you're doing. Uh, really, every streamer should have a why, right? Mm -hmm. So... Can you talk to us a little bit about finding your why? Like, why is having a deeper reason important? How do you find it? Yeah. Well, I, th I think it's, when you talk about the why, I mean, that's like the deepest reason why you stream. You know, it's not just, a lot of people will, I, I feel like, start Twitch because they're like, oh man, I want to make a living playing video games, or I want to make money, or I want to meet a whole bunch of friends, or I want to hang out with, you know, some big streamer or whatever. Um, those can be things that happen while you stream. Um, but the reason why you want those things isn't the end all be all or, or like that. Those things aren't the end all be all reason. 
um, there's actually reasons why you want even those things. So like if you want to um, play video games to make money, there's a reason why you want to do that. Whether it's, oh, well, I feel just empty at my dead end job. Whether it's, I don't really know a career that I like, or I want to express myself or whatever these kind of like deeper things are like, that's the reason why you're actually streaming. Um, it's like boiling it down to the very most basic reason why you're hitting that go live button. Yeah. Why is that so important for us to know? Do you think? I think because if you don't know your why, you're not going to know where to, like, what to do. I mean, honestly, it, think about, like, if you were, if you're going to walk to a place or drive to a faraway city, let's say, you need to know kind of the direction to go or else you're just driving in, you're just driving somewhere. And it feels like you're making progress, but you might not actually be going where you want to go until you figure out where you want to go and what's really important. I mean, there's there's really... There's really no reason to continue to drive until you know that. So like when you talk about like, okay, well, I want to get 50 concurrent viewers on Twitch. Why? Why does that matter? Mm. Like who cares? You know, I want to, um, I want to start a stream where I do cooking. Why? What would be the use of that? How would that help you? How would that make you feel um, fulfilled? You know, and I, I think that sometimes we jump into things without asking like, okay, what's the actual deeper meaning here? And we might know it. You might like, you might already know that um, like deep down, you're like, man, I really wish I could make some connections with people and I want to do it in a creative way. Okay. If you want to do that, then that might be one of the reasons like almost subconsciously why you want to stream. And I think actually just calling that out is really helpful. Yeah, it's so interesting how we assign these arbitrary numbers such massive importance without actually yeah. realizing why we want those numbers. I mean, this happens with literally every single space that I can think of. Uh, mm -hmm. People on YouTube, we think I'll be happy whenever I get 100 subscribers yeah. and then 1,000 and then maybe I'll be happy at 10,000, then maybe at 100,000. And we always like, we keep moving the goalpost, right? Uh, yeah. I think setting goals as content creators is really difficult because we're consistently trying to move what the the end result should be for us and mm. a lot of the reasons maybe it's because we're not as attached to that why um what types of goals do you think are the types that creators should be focusing on yeah um i i think a lot of the time what we end what we focus on is kind of what you're saying is uh, focusing on um, numbers, focusing on status, you know, I mean, you hear just about everybody and their, their mom say, man, I really want to be partnered. Like, or I really want to be an affiliate or I really want to have 500 followers or five or a hundred subs or whatever it is. Um, but the thing is like, without knowing your why, first of all, um, if you hit some arbitrary number, whatever you think is good, you're going to realize pretty quickly that that doesn't actually do anything for you. Like you don't feel any better. You feel like it's going to make you feel better, but once you actually hit it, uh, you'll realize it's not all it's cracked up to be. And then you'll be like, Oh, well, obviously I was wrong. And so, um, I'll just, maybe I meant 150, um, followers or subs or whatever. Maybe I meant, uh, well, I need to be partner, but I also need to have blank. And so, um, really those kind of goals, they, they're really empty. 
because, you know, you can hit them. You, and the reason I know that is because I know people who have hit those goals who don't feel fulfilled. So that must not be, that must not be everything. I know a ton of Twitch partners who will tell you that being a partner is not that much different than not being a partner, you know? Um, as far as like the fulfillment, as far as like some of the opportunities and stuff go. Um, what I found is really helpful and productive is uh, when you make your goal uh, something that's based on like a relationship, uh, something like meeting people, brightening somebody's day, making somebody laugh, you know, sharing your story, that kind of thing. Those kind of things that aren't necessarily like you have to hit a certain number, you have to get a certain amount of money, um, you have to have a certain amount of people like you. If it's stuff that's based on kind of external things, it's really hard because, you know, when you hit it, it, it might not be that great. Um, another one that I found is uh, personal expression. Like, I'm just, uh, I'm streaming because it is a way for me to relax. Like, and this is kind of a way to schedule in some me time and I can just hang out with chat, chill with you guys, and it's really good. Um, and then there's also like the creative and constructive part of it, which is actually what I started my stream um, with is, is because I wanted to learn how to scream, how to do metal, metal core screaming. And I'd never done that. And so I just started the stream one day and I'm like, listen, I want to try this and I don't know how to do it. And in the last two years, I've actually learned how to metal scream. And that's like along with people. And I'm like, took people on that journey. And that was a really cool thing to be able to do. Um, because that was a goal to release an EP and we hit that, uh, in October pretty awesome. Um, but that kind of thing was not based on a certain amount of people liking me, making a certain amount of money, you know, having a certain amount of followers or anything like that. It was more of a, um, kind of creative personal goal. Yeah. Congrats on the EP. That's so huge. Yeah. Thank you. That's so awesome. So it's really interesting how uh, we have all these goals that, uh, I think something that's really common uh, with smaller creators is that they have goals that are kind of all over the place, right? So they think, especially with this idea right now, which is diversification and how if you want to grow your stream, you need to have Mm -hmm. YouTube, podcasts, social media. You've got to be in all these different places. So we feel like we have to be active and have goals for every single platform that we are participating on or we want to participate on. And so we end up feeling overwhelmed with all of these responsibilities that we put onto our plate. And we end up just not making any decisions, not making any choices and not making any movements because we're paralyzed by how many decisions we have to make and the perfectionism that we attach to uh, how we should carry out all of that, that type of content. So In your book, you talk about this a little bit and you talk about choice overload, which Mm. is a reason why like Steve Jobs would wear, you know, the the black sweater every day uh, to prevent himself from getting overwhelmed with how many decisions he has to make. How do we make better choices about the things that we should be focusing on? Yeah. Um, I I think it it comes down to, again, like it comes down to the, the reason why you're streaming. Um, a lot of this, a lot of these things, I mean, are, are based on the fact that like you, what you create does not determine how much you matter. Like that's just, that's just not a thing. 
And so like the reason why you're streaming is so important because of that reason. Um, it, it's just, it's what, what does it actually do for you? How does it um, fulfill you? And so really like when you're talking about choice overload, it's so easy to get in this this mode, and it's funny because like I've just been, man, I've been struggling with this this week. It's been so hard, um, just trying to figure out, okay, what is the best thing for me to work on right now? What should I be doing? And you look at a plate of all these different things, you know. And I, I list them out in the book a couple of times, but you know, it's it's like, well, what what can I do today? Well, I can adjust my OBS layout. I can change my alerts. I can change my graphics. I can mess with my panels. I can, uh, you know, mess with my discord. I can figure out new games to, you know, it just goes on and on and on and on. And you're finally like, there are so many possibilities. You're just like, dude, I'm going to sleep now. I I'm, there's a couch. I'm gonna do some of that <laughs> because it's exhausting. Yes. Cause you're like, I, it's like you're drowning, you know? Um, but I think what it takes is uh, focusing on the things that will be like the least amount of effort and the biggest amount of return, you know? Um, and those type of things that actually bring you closer to your goal, right? So I give an example of, okay, if, if one of your personal goals is to brighten somebody's day, like make one person laugh a day, um, a lot of the ways you might do that is like with a meme or, you know, some kind of silly face mask or whatever. Um, making a making a new meme every Monday might be a really good thing for your stream because it will help more people laugh, help people have an exciting time. And if that's one of the goals of your stream, then that's an important thing to work on. As silly as it is, um, that might be a lot more important than redoing your layout or, you know, redoing your panels or or whatever it is. Um, if that's more important to you, that's where your time should be, should be spent. That's so good. I wish I could remember the name of this, uh, this habit specifically, but content creators do this thing to ourselves constantly where we convince ourselves that the work that we're doing right now is going to lead to some big payoff when mm. really what we're doing is we're just finishing something that's like the easiest thing uh, which tricks us into this sense of being productive throughout our day so it might be like tweeting a bunch or being on instagram a lot or just ultimately doing things that might help to grow your followers on those platforms. But if that's not a, a goal of your content, that's not a goal of, of what you're doing. If that's not the mission that you're on, you're actually tricking yourself into thinking that you're being more productive than you actually are, which is yeah. super fascinating because we spend so much time on social and so much time doing the little things like changing the emotes or changing the stream graphics or, or I, I remember whenever I was a new streamer getting caught up in changing the graphics constantly because I thought that if I just had a different intro screen, people would like my stream more. Sure. It's super yeah. bizarre. And I something that's that's I think a huge struggle and and the reason that a lot of this happens is because we're constantly looking at other people and we think, "Oh my gosh, this person has thousands of viewers. Wow, that's amazing. They've also got a really great camera, really great quality, really great setup, yeah. really great everything else." And we 
constantly are comparing ourselves to other people uh, instead of kind of what I liked. Another point I liked about your book. I'm just going to like gush on your book this entire interview. Uh, you said like okay. recognizing your own uniqueness. Uh, yeah. So why do you feel streamers are so often comparing ourselves to other people? Man, it comparing like that is gosh, it's such like such a poison, man. It just it frustrates me because I do it too. Um, everybody yeah. does it. But I, I think one of the reasons why we compare ourselves so much is because it's it's an easy answer to a really deep question, which is do I matter? Like I, I really believe that everybody's asking that question pretty much constantly. Like, do I matter? Am I important? Um is this time that I'm putting into this worth anything, right? And so when you look at somebody who is, has more followers than you, has more viewers than you, then you're, lo you're looking at somebody and you go, wow, they obviously matter, right? Like I can see, because it's really easy for us to see that other people matter for the most part, um, you know, to give them the benefit of the doubt and stuff. We're somewhat nicer to other people than ourselves. Um, so you look at somebody who has... 500 viewers, let's say, and you know, you're sitting there with three viewers and you go, man, they obviously matter. They have a whole bunch of, and they have a whole bunch of viewers. Like that's amazing. Now, if they fully matter and I'm a fraction of their viewers, then I must just completely not matter. And even though that sucks, that's an easy answer. You might compare yourself to somebody who has like less stats than you or whatever. You might be a partner and you look at an affiliate and you're like, you know, I'm not trying to be mean, but you're like, yeah, they, they matter. That's cool. But I'm obviously, I'm like obviously better than them. So I must matter, even though I don't really feel like it. I don't feel like this is a great, um, a, a great bandaid for this problem that I have. Um, yeah, I kind of feel like I matter. And so it's like really easy for us to, if we compare, then it's like that quick, easy answer. And the problem is that that's not actually an appropriate way to find that answer. Um, and and it, it makes ourselves, it makes us feel better if we put other people down because in comparison, it's like, man, um, it's like you, you feel like you matter more and you're not, you're not threatened by them um, if you are better than them. You know what I mean? Do you feel like this is something we have to do? Like it's just human nature or do we have a choice? Hitting you with that, the theory now. <laughs> that's all right. I think it is. I think it's totally human nature. Um, I, I, I think that it's the most natural thing is to look at everybody around you and see how you measure up. You know, um, one thing that I, I talk about a lot is um, I, I have a story in the book uh, about there's this there's this dance studio that's in my in my hometown and like they're just so talented. Like it's amazing. And, um, I've been, you know, kind of like known the director of the studio and stuff for a few years. And there's, there are people that can just do insane things with dancing. I'm like, that's, that's amazing. And I'll like go to their show and I'll be like, man, they are so good. Like they're just mind blowingly good dancer. Right. But I was thinking about like, why is that easy for me to say? When it's so hard for, for me to say like, man, that person is such a good streamer. Like that person who also does metal music on Twitch, you know, or does like, uh, um, 
mental health content on Twitch, they're doing such a good job. Like that's such a harder thing for me to say. Like, why is that? And I realized that a lot of it has to do with our context, like the way that we view ourselves, because um, it's really easy if somebody is doing kind of the similar thing than you uh, to feel like you have to compete with them and have to be the best, right? So I'm not competing with that dancer because I don't. I never dance. I don't care about dancing. I respect it, but I'm not trying to be the best dancer. I can say that she's the best dancer and I don't feel threatened at all. But if I say, oh, well, that streamer is a great streamer, then it's like, well, what am I? Who am I? Why am I? Am I a good streamer? Am I a man? Technically, I am, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so it, it, gets, it gets dangerous even giving other people compliments because you feel like you need to be in, compa- in uh, competition with them. And one of the things we talk about in the book is uh, the fact that everybody's in their own context. Like somebody might do similar things than you, but they're not you. They don't have the same history as you. They don't have the, all the same interests as you. They don't have the same family life. They don't have the same friend circles. Like, it's no different than me saying, oh, this person is really good at dancing. Because that's a different context, just like, you know, a, a mental health stream might be a different context than heart support. You know, a music streamer might be a different context than my stream. And that's okay. But it's really hard to remember that um, because we always feel like we need to be better than everybody when really there's no, ne- there's no need to compete. Like it's not about being better than other people, um, but we feel like it is. That's such a beautiful explanation for the idea of your only competition being yourself as opposed to trying mm-hmm. to compete with everyone else around you. And like you said in the book, I mean, competition is healthy and there are, uh, there are productive ways to be a competitive person and still have this sense of, you know, appreciation for people in your space and appreciation for yourself. But yeah, it's so important that I think, like you said, you view yourself as you have this level of uniqueness and you have something that no one else can offer because of all of the different interests that you've got and the way that they come together because your own unique style or spin that you put on things, which is always going to be different from what someone else in your space is doing. What would you say to someone who right now is like, I'm just not unique enough. I'm just not different enough. Hmm. Well, I, I would say that you are, um, but maybe if you feel like that's not coming across on stream, I mean, there's certainly things that you can do that, that like that you can do to change that. Um, I feel like the best way to have fun and actually care about your stream is to do what you truly enjoy, you know, is to do what, what actually, um, makes you feel good about streaming, you know, um, and if it's something like where you're a goofy person, but you're trying to keep it together and like really, really professional for your streams, like maybe try and be more goofy. You know, if you feel like you've never been honest with anybody because like you have this like depression or whatever, and you always put on this happy face, maybe it's time to be a little bit more honest because um, when you're, you're yourself, you're going to be the most unique um, person rather than putting on a, uh, putting on a face or, you know, because there's a lot of ways to try and mask yourself on Twitch, to try and like pretend to be somebody you're not. But 
sooner or later, somebody's going to figure it out because you're live, you know, like you're not going to be able to keep that hundred percent of the time. And it's really going to be exhausting if you do. And so, um, for somebody who doesn't think that they're unique enough, uh, I, I would say finding those parts of you that you like the most, or that you have the most fun with and kind of boosting those and letting them come out on stream a little more is probably the best way to do it. Um, I try and, you know, I've, I try and be a little bit different than some other music streams that I've seen by like, you know, making silly animal art and like all this stuff that's like, doesn't really have anything to do with music. And like lately I've been going, I just haven't done music for a while. I've been doing other stuff um, and doing more of a variety stream. And that's been amazing because I feel like I can be myself and I don't have to be like metal screamer guy 24 seven, you know? Yeah. It can be difficult yeah. to be yourself online in front of a camera too, to mm-hmm. who knows is watching out there because you yeah. are constantly being judged and you constantly can be feeling like people are are basing your worth as a human being on how many viewers you've got, how interesting you are on camera, what other content you're making, how professionable, professionable. Mm. <laughs> I, I, ten of ten words. <laughs> professional and reputable you look. <laughs> and Maybe it's just a, yeah, it's just a, <laughs> it's just a mix of those words. It's great. <laughs> TM. Uh, but yeah, it's such a, it's such a common feeling that, that we're struggling with other people's perceptions of who mm-hmm. we are. And you have this really great concept from the book called you are cake. Can you explain yeah. that to us a little bit? <laughs> so this comes from my, my friend. Um, so he had a birthday party and I didn't go to this birthday party, but I heard the legends of this birthday party where he told everybody, Hey man, I, I like, I'll have a birthday party, but I don't really like cake. So could we do something else other than cake? And so, um, so they had this birthday party for him and they had uh, birthday cake ice cream, which seems like a really good idea, except for he hates the taste of cake. <laughs> and so it's like, here's something cold that you still hate. <laughs> and so he told me this and I was like, hold up you don't like cake? And he's like, yeah, but that's not the point. I was like, no, dude, I'm not trying to judge you, but you're a freak who should be beaten. That's all I'm saying, man. That's all I'm saying. It's weird, but it's true. But like, here's the thing is, it, even though that doesn't make sense to me because I love cake, some people don't like cake and that's okay. And so like, it, it's this concept that even if you're a really awesome person, some people are not going to like you. That's just like a fact of, of life. That's like, you know, that should be like mom or dad advice, like first day of school, <laughs> like, listen, honey, some people are not going to like you, even though you're freaking awesome. And what happens is we start to base whether we are awesome or not on whether people like us. And if people are going, if people aren't necessarily going to like us, whether we're awesome or not, some people just won't like us then we can't really base our awesomeness on whether people like us or not. Just like you can't base the fact that cake is good on the fact that my friend doesn't like it. You know, I just assume my friend needs some, needs to do some praying or something. 
cake's so good. I'm, it's so good. I'm heartbroken. Ugh, my heart. Yeah, it's this really weird, like, backwards uh, logic that we apply to it, that in order to be good, then X result has to happen. And then we flip it and say X result has to happen in order for me to be good. Yes. It's yeah. so bizarre. So we wind up feeling just wrecked about ourselves especially in the beginning because a creator in the beginning who has zero traction who hasn't grown on any platforms who doesn't have like outside influence to bring and they're literally starting from the ground up i mean you get on this hamster wheel of content creation and this is this is the journey all this is how it works you get really motivated and really inspired and you're like yes i can't wait to crush youtube streaming whatever platform you want to create on you start making the stuff and spending a ton of time and energy on it and then you think okay hopefully this is good enough where people are actually going to watch and listen to it and then because mm -hmm. you're smaller you don't really know what you're doing you're still in the beginning of your journey you still need to do a bunch of trial and error nobody really watches your stuff and so you're you get upset at yourself and you have a self-esteem problems you have uh, the sense of self-reflection that can be very negative and eventually this leads to a lot of creators getting burned out because they aren't seeing results from all of the intense energy and effort that they're putting in and then after that burnout you take that time off you take a break you have time to like reflect a little bit and then you're like maybe this time it's my shot maybe this sure. time i'll get it right uh, and then you jump back on and you do, you the, do same the same thing, thing over and over and over again until you find a way to break that cycle and yeah. i really believe that has a lot to do with like self-esteem and building yourself up to be more confident in yourself and getting closer to your why and figuring out how you can really like dial it up to an 11 in terms of what's unique about you and finding a, a different way to do something that might have been done before doing something completely different than what's been done before um of course this is a this is a very popular quote but there was something from uh good old magic mike right <laughs> he goes mm -hmm. i've missed more than nine thousand shots in my career i've lost almost 300 games 26 times i've been trusted to take the game winning shot and missed i failed over and over and over again in my life and that's why i succeed yeah what does that teach us you think about failure as a content creator i mean the biggest most obvious thing is that there's going to be failure right like you are going to fail it doesn't mean that you suck if you fail that's just not a thing because like honestly uh, just about everybody um, who has been successful at something is successful at something because they failed at a bunch of other stuff. And we act like, okay, if I'm actually worth anything, if I am smart, the first thing that I try is going to work out. When really, like, it, there's, there's two options there. The people who never fail never try. Because you're worried about tweaking your idea so much that you never actually do it, so there's never an opportunity to fail, which feels really safe. Um, but the people who actually do stuff, uh, they fail a lot. You know, um, I have a business that I run with Dan. It's an e-commerce business and we've done a bunch of stuff that has just flopped, just flopped, been a colossal failure. Um, when I tried probably five or six pretty decent business ideas before that, that failed and didn't even get off the ground kind of. Um, before that actually started to be like, oh, this is something that actually pays the bills. That's amazing. 
you know? Um, but we're afraid because if we fail, then we think everybody's going to look at us and look at us as a failure when really that's just a step towards actually, actually doing something. Cause you learn a ton from failure. Um, I did a lot of, a lot of research on, on failure and everything as was, I was, uh, writing this book and, um, I didn't put it in the book, but it was, uh, it was, um, who's the guy that like owns Tesla and everything. Oh, and Elon this, Musk. Elon Musk. Yeah. So he talks a lot about failure and about how, like how many, how much things he's failed on and, and everything and how much you learn from failure. And I'm like, man, that's so true because like it, it, sometimes it's hard to even figure out if something's going to work or not without trying it, you know, and that's, that's part of the process. And you're not stupid for going through the necessary process in order to succeed. Um, some people call that school. <laughs> <laughs> so true. You're not an idiot for going to school. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, it's it, it really is like a huge... I, I think it's a huge problem for a lot of people in our industry because it's so freaking scary to put yourself out there. It is yeah. so... Oh my gosh, there have been so many times in like looking back on my career that I was hit with this like overwhelming amount of fear. And yeah. there's only a, a few different choices that you can make whenever you are hit with that level of fear, right? Like a lot of people, I think one of the the statistics, statistics I've heard on this is like 80% of people when they hit that level of fear will actually give up and stop trying. Um mm. Yeah. And then there's there's the other people who like maybe they try but then they don't really try that hard and and they kind of put stuff out but not really they really don't commit themselves to anything and then there are the people who really push past that fear and then uh, go on to do like bigger and better things because they're committed to overcoming themselves um, which is a huge part of of what fear actually is and that's how you get to to grow your you know that's how you get to better levels of self esteem and self confidence and all of that it's so so huge i think a really good stat from your book was that 64 percent of broadcasters surveyed said they felt worthless like they just couldn't accomplish anything they couldn't do anything uh yeah. how do you you suggest someone who is in that 64 percent right now can help themselves get out of it and take steps towards their goals yeah i mean first of all that that kind of thing. Like we, we put out, this is from a survey that we put out. Um, this was a long time ago. Uh, and we had mostly Twitch broadcasters, um, respond and knowing the people that I know on Twitch and seeing the broadcasters that I know, uh, responded to this survey and then hearing that just broke my heart and it blew my mind. Because like you look at people, you look at people with like, I mean, you could tell they matter, you know, like that's why we stream. Like that's, that's why hard support streams. That's why I feel like a lot of people stream is because they want to connect with people. You know, that's why you're on Twitch rather than making something for YouTube or something is like, you really care about connecting with people and you can see that they matter. Right. And so when 64% of of broadcasters think that they're worthless like that just i don't understand i don't understand that you know um but then i think about it I'm like well how often have i felt worthless 
I mean, I guess at least, yeah, I mean, probably at least once a month, probably. Because you'll get wrapped up in failure, get wrapped up in, um, you know, stats and on all these things, or you might just have a bad day and you just feel like you should quit. Um, but man, like, I, I think one of the biggest things, and this is kind of the, I feel like the biggest part of all of this, this is why this book is called You Are Not Your Stream. It's taking that thought that what you make reflects your value and throwing it out the window. Because what you make is just something that you made. It doesn't mean, if, it's, if it fails, that doesn't mean that you're, you're a failure or that you're worthless. It just means that you made something that failed. You make something that everybody hates, well, that must not be everybody else's thing, you know? But we take that and go, nobody watched my stream today. I'm a piece of crap. When really it's like, well, this happened to be on Super Bowl Sunday. And nobody wants to watch Twitch like when they're watching football. You know what I mean? There could be a ton of other reasons that you don't see. And then you're projecting your worth um, on something that shouldn't even be related to your worth. It's making this connection that shouldn't be made. And we've found a lot of stuff with mental health is that. It's making those connections that shouldn't be made. They're, they're inappropriate connections. It's things between like, do I have a relationship? If not, then I'm unlovable. You know, do I have friends? If not, then nobody's ever going to like me. And it just goes on and on and on. Um, do I have a good home life? If, if not, then, well, I guess I'm just should have never been born. And some of those sound kind of extreme, but like, those are things that people think about. And so like, I think increasing the sense of our self-worth, the, the, the way to get towards that is to start to break those connections. And that is a really hard battle. That takes a lot of work. And so that's why we have, that's why we have our stream. That's why we have um, resources out to help you do that work to like, man, I'm making this connection between my sub count and how much food I get to eat today. Like what? If you're like, and it, if you're doing that, it's probably for some pretty complex, like really hard reasons. And it takes a lot of work to get through that. And to like get better from that. And so I, I think that's what it takes to, um, to start to feel better about ourselves is to break those connections. You know, if I could make any piece of content, it would be a little docu-series following successful streamers, like the, the best of the best on the platform, and just being really authentic with their mental state mm. and what they go through. Because this is not something that only small creators struggle with this is present for literally everyone i go through this you go through this everyone every single person that i know goes through some level of just feeling like we're all so worthless and that yeah. just goes to show you that just because maybe kit boga has ten thousand viewers and he's someone y'all work very closely with or like tim mm -hmm. the tap man is the most popular arguably but the most popular streamer on on twitch right now uh, just because they have those numbers and they might have the money behind it and they might have the team and all these adoring fans doesn't mean that they are happy. It doesn't mean that they are in a place where they feel confident about who they are. They have great self-esteem. They're this like person who totally has everything figured out. They're, we just, we don't. Nobody really, really does. Yeah. And that's such a, a beautiful message that y'all are sharing. Yeah, it's funny. It's like the difference between... The between, um, you know, 
somebody's stream that might be watch, watching here or my stream uh, and Tim the Tatman is likely, I mean, I don't know Tim, but is, is pretty likely that he has a bunch of people watching him. He has probably some complicated like brand deals and like some more opportunities when it comes to business and Twitch and streaming and, but everything else honestly is probably the same, you know? And yeah. then, and then you have the added weight of, okay, well now I got to keep, now I got to keep up the success. You know, it's like you were talking yes. about um, a couple weeks ago or last week on, on your podcast about like, people assume your life is going to be great when you're successful. When really it's like, it's the same thing. It's just now you have to manage that success. And some things might be easier, like money might be a lot easier if you're successful, but there's probably a lot of work that goes into actually keeping that money. And now you're worried about losing it. And now you're worried about being compared with other people who <laughs> yeah. are really successful. And it just goes on and on and on. And it's just a brand new flavor of, uh, do I matter? You know? Yeah. We talked mm. in DMs a little bit and I was talking about how I feel irrelevant whenever I compare myself to people who have bigger YouTube channels or uh, people yeah. who are coming, even people who are like, quote unquote, smaller than me, but are like educators that are on their come up in the community. And I see all this excitement and buzz around them. I'm like, I've been doing this for so long. People aren't as excited about me. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm yeah. like, so afraid of losing this kind of empire that I've built and that I'm I'm building in a different way now that it makes me feel and and kind of hyper focus on this sense of being irrelevant and and how do I maintain all of that and how, and that's in a way I feel like that's a lot more stressful than whenever I was trying to to get the initial attention and and get the partnership and get you know the the viewership yeah. and all that because yeah. now it everything can be ripped away from you and then you just end up at the very beginning just like you were before it's yeah it, it doesn't change <laughs> it, it doesn't so it's all about yeah. i think learning that happiness truly is a uh it, it's not a destination it's a state of being it's something that you learn self-esteem and self-love and self-respect and how to be happy with where you are right now uh, because your your levels of happiness aren't really going to change just because you hit an income goal or a follow goal or a viewership goal. Sure. And I think that gets into to self-care, which is the last thing that I want to ask you before we head out today. Uh, okay. Why, why do you feel like self-care is so important? What are some ways that you think that we can better care for ourselves, specifically as content creators? I think self-care is so much more important than we give our... Uh, then we give attention to, um, and this is kind of something I've realized writing this book. And that was kind of part of sort of rebranding my, my personal stream. Um, it, it's basically all about self-care now. Um, and in kind of variety content around that, because, um, I realized that like, man, at heart support, we tell people that they matter. You know, we try and break those lies and help people like break those connections of like, Oh, well, putting their worth on things that don't, that don't matter. Um, but like when you kind of start to realize that it begs some action, it begs actually doing something about it rather than just be like, Oh, I'm not a piece of crap. And then just, just chilling, you know, um, that actually like should spur on some, some way of taking care of yourself because you matter. Um, 
And this is something I feel like we've just completely lost sight of. Um, instead of self-care, we work on productivity or we work on, um, you know, grinding harder. And it just, it's dangerous because really like if you want to be successful, if you want to produce a lot of content, if you want to be a, a good streamer at all, you have to take care of yourself. You know, and I make this analogy of if you're going on a road trip and you're like, man, yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to go to this city that's five hours away. And you get in the car and you start driving and you realize that the gas tank is almost empty, like the lights on. And you have to be there in five hours. It's a five hour trip. You aren't like, dude, I just got to keep driving because I need to get there in five hours. That's my goal. I need to do that. And I cannot stop and get gas. Like, I just don't have time. Like, who thinks that way? That's that's an idiotic way to think, frankly. Um, nobody does that. Or you get to um, call the tow truck later, and then you're super late because you're out of gas, right? But that's how we think about creative life. We're like, man, um, I really need to stream today. I need to stream today for five hours because if I don't get those subs, then I won't be able to quit my job and I won't be able to do a full-time stream thing. So um, I got to get prepped for that. I have to get uh, OBS up. I got to fix my mic. I got to find the music. I got to find the playlist. I got to download the new um, update to the game. And uh, gosh, it's five minutes to stream. I got to start the getting getting started soon button and uh, I forgot to eat. Oh gosh. Okay. Um, here we go. And that's what it's like. And halfway through the stream you're you're angry cuz you haven't cuz you haven't eaten right um how do you expect to put creative energy into content that you're making without any kind of creative energy like that comes from taking care of yourself um even just energy to work you know sleep eating uh like hanging out with with people having social interaction you know going outside having exercise eating decent like decently you know all of those things are so important and they're the foundation for creativity because like you can't function at all if you don't do that and then if you don't do stuff that restores you then you don't have any creativity to draw from you know that's why like you'll you'll listen to like um entrepreneur podcasts and stuff. And one of the things that I've heard a lot is they say, man, one of the best things I ever, ever did for my company where we really started turning the corner is when I took a week off and went to a cabin in the woods and I didn't have a uh, computer. Bill Gates goes on a deep think retreat like for like a week once a month or so. Uh, and my business coach, who I just recently had a meeting with, said that I have to schedule time in my day for reflection on my um, my funnels and my process and what my business is doing because it's that yeah. important. It is. It's so important because like, if your mind isn't working in a creative way, if, if you're exhausted and overwhelmed, your mind can't think in a creative way. And so taking that rest and doing that, even just doing stuff like, I like we literally schedule time to just do nothing except for hang out and talk to people on their random streams. Like that's, that's something that heart support values because we know that that is going to help us not only make connections and all that stuff, but it it's restorative, you know um, we're, we're encouraged just to take one day off a week, just, or not a week, a, a month 
just to do whatever on a work day. Like we're supposed to do that because we know that it's really important to do that, especially if you're a content creator and you got to, you got to be able to rest because like I said, that's the, that's the foundation of things. We have a, um, we have a, uh, a thing that Dan and I do is at the end of the day, um, <laughs> we, we call it, uh, um, thanks broing. And so it's like Thanksgiving, but with bro time, right? And so all we do is just stop everything. We don't look at notifications or anything. And we just say what we were thankful for throughout the day. And like, even on a really crappy day, you can still find some stuff to be thankful for. And it puts you in a good mood at the end of the day. And it's not just looking at the bright side. It's truly like acknowledging the things that, hey, this is actually really good. Like, I guess the day didn't suck, even though it kind of felt like it did throughout the day. Huh. You know, it puts you in a good mood. So like, man, it's so important to do self-care. I'm just on a freaking tirade about self-care uh, on my stream and and YouTube and stuff in general because people don't do it. I don't do it. We need to do it. <laughs> if we want to be creative, you need to care care about yourself or is it, it ain't going to work. You're going to get burned out and quit. That's so true. I think that's a really good uh, point to end on is just taking care of yourself and giving yourself that time for creativity to to make its way through your space uh where can everyone go to find you and where can they go to find your book uh book is on amazon just type you are not your stream it should come up um it's uh published by heart support so that is available for paperback as well as kindle i definitely recommend getting the paperback because there is uh journaling sections in there and it's kind of weird and awkward to do that on kindle but um yeah, definitely get the paperback. I would do that. Um, and then for me, uh, you can find me at Casey Screams Back. That's my personal channel. I talk a lot about self-care, do all kinds of fun stuff, um, and honestly, things that are restorative to me. Um, and it's been been a life changer, man. Um, and then also, uh, yeah, hard support on Twitch. We stream uh, three days a week there. This episode was so fun to film. Casey did an amazing job. Casey, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. I appreciate everything that you're doing with Heart Support. And thank you all for listening. I mean, it's not easy to confront mental health. It's not easy to confront your own scary feelings. And like I said, I really truly believe that us being better creators means not just confronting the fear of am I capable of doing this, but do I feel like someone who's worthy of doing this? right? Your growth is a result of your internal growth and you blowing up in the way that you want to is only going to happen if you have that level of belief in yourself and you have that, that internal compass that feels like you're on the right path and that has self-esteem. So I hope that this episode helped you out just a little bit in not feeling as alone as you might have before. Know that everyone goes through this. It's totally, totally normal. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you subscribe to the show. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow me or tweet at me at Ashney Christ. I'm also on Instagram and all the other platforms. I'd love to get to know y'all a little bit more. Um, oh, also to share the results of last week, uh, about like seven of you reached out to me on Twitter and said that you had listened to the full episode of the podcast, <laughs> which see, this is what I'm saying. There's thousands of you that listen to this show. Our audience is over 5,000 people for every single episode. 
some episodes are double, triple, quadruple that, but getting people to respond is very, very difficult. So it's very interesting how the numbers just don't, they don't equate. <laughs> Maybe I need to do some more research on how to get people to respond, but y'all were way more talkative than normal, which was really freaking cool. So thanks so much to everyone who reached out, especially Werewolf Queen. I see you, girl. I love you. <laughs> I'll see y'all in the next episode next week. Bye!